Welcome to Proven Improbable, where we deliver mining insights and bullion sales in the form of physical delivery, offshore depositories, and private blockchain distributed ledger technology. Well, welcome everyone to the Group 10 Metals live webinar. I'm Maurice Jackson, and joining us for a conversation is Michael Raleigh, the CEO of Group 10 Metals. Mr. Raleigh, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you, Maurice. Glad to be here. All right, let's begin. Michael, for someone new to the story, who is Group 10 Metals? And please introduce us to the company's flagship, Stillwater West Project. Well, I'd be glad to. Thank you, Maurice. Yeah, we're a, we're a pre-resource uh, growth stage company. Um, however, as we'll get into here in a minute, we have drill-defined mineralized zones that we're now advancing to our first formal resources at Stillwater Project. That's priority uh, for 2020. We were active through the bear market cycle acquiring good assets. I'll just get into those a little bit right now. Uh, so um, with a focus on PGE nickel copper and also gold. Um, as a result of that focus, we have 100% interests uh, in three district scale packages, all of them acquired during the bear market conditions when it was possible to acquire really good assets like this inexpensively. They're all adjacent to world-class mines and deposits. And in each case, we've been able to bring in a substantial database, some new geologic thinking uh, models from, from outside of the district, and then a world-class team. And you'll see this across, you've got the metallic group logo down here at the bottom right. Um, you'll see that across the metallic group companies, that same philosophy. Our sister companies are metallic minerals and granite creek copper. Um, with that, you've got the potential for world-class discoveries. And I think we've done that at Montana. We've proven our Platte Reef in Montana model. Um, and uh, we have those drill defined mineralized zones that I mentioned. Uh, you asked about Stillwater. There's a look at it specifically, um, the land position there. It's rare to have a junior, uh, to, for a junior to have a position like this. We have literally half of the, the district. Um, the district being the Stillwater Igneous Complex. Um, it is about 40 kilometers by eight kilometers on surface. It's some of the best mining real estate in the world and uh, very rare geology. And uh, one of the best of its, uh, one of the best of its types in the world, the biggest outside of South Africa and Russia in terms of magmatic layered systems like this. We have 100% interest on a 54 square kilometer claim block and uh, we share it with Sabanye Stillwater. Sabanye Stillwater, of course, created in 2017 when South African gold miner Sabanye um, bought the Stillwater mines for $2.2 billion. We were acquiring our ground shown in yellow at that time. Um, the district is known uh, for the JM Reef deposit. This is the highest grade major uh, palladium platinum deposit in the world, 80 million ounces at half ounce per tonne. And that doesn't include 14 million ounces in past production. It produces at three sites. Essentially one mine opened each decade. You got the Blitz mine there in 2017, the East Boulder in 2002, and the original Stillwater mine in 1986. Stillwater also runs a smelter complex about 60 kilometers off the page here um, in Columbus, Montana. And that's worth noting because um, the JM Reef deposit is known as a palladium platinum deposit. It's the richest in the world, but it is actually a nickel copper sulfide system um, so this is a nickel copper sulfide smelter, and that may be relevant to, uh, to group 10 down the road. It's certainly interesting to have that in the neighborhood. They're of course mining just a few hundred meters north of us. 
uh, now at their East Boulder site. Um, we're drawing this Platte Reef parallel, um, and that's appropriate to that lower claim block here um, in the layered system. And Michael, and, if I can stop you there for a moment. Yeah. Uh, can you give us some background on the Stillwater West? How was Group 10 Metals able to acquire basically half of one of the most iconic mining districts in the world? Sure. No, I'd be glad to. Um, essentially timing. Um, we were the right team in the right place um, in the depths of a bear market when acquisitions like this were possible, right? Yeah. Um, there was a bankruptcy and a local geologist named Justin Modru, who's, who's our geophysicist now, um, was able to act. And uh, he had worked on that ground previously with the juniors that were there before us and uh, saw the claims come open and staked the best parts and went looking for a partner. Thankfully, he found us. Um, and uh, he also had the wherewithal to bring a lot of the data with him, which quickly pointed us to this Platte Reef um, parallel um, that we've been developing since. You know, and speaking of the Platte Reef, what kind of parallels does the Stillwater West have with the Platte Reef? Well, they're substantial, and it's actually well documented in academic papers that these are these are parallel systems. Um, Stillwater is 2.7 billion years old. Bushfeld is, is 2 billion years old. They're both layered magmatic systems. Um, and in both cases, in the lower portions, you get this plat reef setting. We saw that potential quickly and uh, initially based on the soils, but then the more we got into the geophysics and especially those geo results, um, the more that was proven out. So if we draw a quick uh, parallel between the two, uh, just quick, I promise, we won't do a deep dive on geology, but uh, there's a still water complex and the upper portions shown in green um, that's where the layers are distinct and you get these, these um, reef type deposits, narrower, <laughs> higher grade. And that corresponds very nicely with the, the Bushfeld, where uh, much of the world's platinum comes from this Marensky and UG2 reef, which happens to be at a very similar level, about two something kilometers up that magmatic system, um, as we see it uh, at Stillwater. In the lower portions of those systems, in the orange and the purples here, uh, you get these bigger magma mixing events, um, contact style deposits, um, mixing of country rock with, with later pulses. And uh, that's especially true in the Platte Reef, um, where you've got uh, Anglo-Americans, what they call cash cow, lowest cost um, platinum producer in the world, the Mahalakwena pits. And, uh, Ivanhoe's uh, developing platinum refine right beside it. That's now in construction and they're fast tracking production uh, as we speak. Collectively, this is some of the most valuable mining real estate in the world. Um, 400 million ounces of uh, precious metals, PGMs, gold, and uh, tens of billions of pounds, copper, nickel. Um, terrific long mine lives, um, um, very profitable mines. The deposits are tens to hundreds of meters thick, disseminated sulfides, um, and kilometers long in scale. We see that at Stillwater and our work uh, to date with the existing drill database as complemented by our work in 2019 has shown these, these three mineralized zones here. This is three of five that we'll, we'll talk about. As we look at Stillwater itself, that whole layered system has been tipped on its side by the mountains to the south. So you've got those green, that green portion, the banded series up top there, 
where you get the reef type deposits. And uh, there is the, the now producing JM reef mines uh, and our picket pin deposit above that in the layered system. We have six of those target areas at Stillwater West. These are kilometer scale in size. Our focus and what has the majors interested in us is that plat reef potential in the lower portion. So again, tens to hundreds of meters thick, looks like these great deposits of South Africa. And uh, we've identified eight target areas that show that potential at Stillwater. And there again are three most advanced um, drill defined target areas that we have at Stillwater. One in the basal zone, one in the Prititite, and then the hybrid unit at Chrome Mountain, which starts to look more like an intrusive uh, dunite, um, uh, perhaps a later event. Now, along with the actual land package came volumes of data. Just how much actual core and core data were you able to procure? Yeah, it was, it's terrific. The vendor did a great job of keeping the database together. And then we added to that um, by bringing the physical core in and also a data sharing agreement with the USGS, which has been very fruitful for us. So to answer your question, uh, when we, within the first year of the project, we had about 28,000 meters of core in the database and about 12,000 meters of core in our possession, uh, physical core. We also have the QP that drilled that. So um, as we get into remodeling this with that plat reef thinking, this is not historic. We have the core, we have the paperwork, we have the QP. Since then, we drilled 1,600 meters ourselves in 2019 on two of these target areas. So we're pushing 3,000 meters total um, drill data now. In addition, we have uh, really high quality uh, geophysical surveys. What you're seeing here is the uh, airborne EM survey. So this is conductivity of the rocks. And the purples, the conductive highs, get very interesting. Um, I'm not showing here the soil data, but that's available on our website. And that is very compelling, lighting up across 25 kilometers here. Um, shown here also is some of that drill data, um, the, the highlight picks. And as you can see, we'll zoom in here on the, um, actually, before we do that, this does a good job of laying out the six reef type target areas which are where you'd expect them to be on the upper part of our main claim block being the lower part of that layered system. And our main focus, those plat reef target areas, uh, kilometer scale in size, um, and we're seeing conductive highs that fit the kind of uh, kilometer scale systems that they, they have in the plat reef. Uh, zooming in on the five most advanced areas um, where the, the past drilling shows sufficient continuity in terms of grade and scale uh, for us to start block modeling mineralized zones. Um, we have the crescent target area. It's probably the least advanced of the five, but uh, compelling nonetheless. Um, very good intercepts there. Ten holes with good mineralization, five with very good. The pine shear zone over on the west. Um, very interesting. Different structure, north-south cutting shear zone. Enriched in gold, we've got these terrific gold intercepts, eight meters, 16 grams, three meters at 23 grams, um, and very good palladium values as well. The three main, uh, sorry, in 2019, we, uh, we re-logged core at the Crescent area and uh, re-logged and re-assayed core at Pine Shear Zone to, to bring those properly into the block models that we're building. Uh, turning our attention to the three main um, areas that we're focused on and we're developing resources at, um, Iron Mountain HGR target, um, 24 holes over 100, 
over 850 meter strike. We drilled this in 2019 and delivered that lovely intercept there, 272 meters, nearly two grams platinum equivalent. Within that 27 meters, uh, running over a gram of 3E plus good nickel, copper, cobalt values. Um, camp zone, similar to Iron Mountain, we drilled that 2019. Again, similar uh, intercepts and um, some very good base metal values um, in the block model, um, shaping up nicely. At camp, we also are benefited by uh, some really good metallurgical work by Emax in the 1970s. And that gives us good indications that this floats well, even in the conventional systems of the day. And that we can, we get the PGM's report and um, there's potentially a saleable con there. We're, we're looking into that more now. Uh, the Crow Mountain target area, the last of the three most advanced. Um, we released news on this uh, just about a week ago and some very nice PGE intercepts there. Um, uh, so our priority for 2020 is to bring those uh, onto the table as formal resources. What kind of monetary and time value would you place on the actual core and core data? The monetary value is, is significant. This is tens of millions worth of data. Um, LIDAR surveys, geophysical drilling, <laughs> to recreate all that uh, would be a substantial investment, but it's also the timing. Um, we have the benefit of starting on second or third base here um, in terms of adding value to this project and moving it along. We don't have to go in season after season and, and recreate this data. Um, it's been handed to us and at a point in the market when there is great interest in juniors and, uh, and interest, uh, investor interest is coming back, both retail and, and majors. Um, in terms of funding the junior space and making discoveries. Projects like this, 100% interest with a terrific database, um, we're already well along our way to adding real value here. Uh, it's terrific to have it. Well, Michael, what is the next unanswered question for Group 10 Metals? When can we expect a response and what will determine success? Well, we had a terrific year in 2019. Um, debut at Core Shacks and attracted the attention of majors and such. Drilled it and proved the model. Uh, I think the next answered, unanswered question has to be um, what's, what are our priorities for 2020? Um, priority, as we mentioned, is delivering resources on these three most advanced target areas across the bottom of the screen. And uh, that is underway. And uh, I think we can do that in 2020. Um, we also look forward to announcing our plans for 2020. A key point about the work to date is that um, everything we've done has been working from past core and past drill pads. So um, we're now permitted for five years to step off of that past work and really go after this Platte Reef model here. And that includes testing these conductive highs, these lovely purple areas that have never been systematically tested. Uh, we know they're, they're running copper nickel sulfide mineralization. Um, so we look forward to expanding these mineralized zones in terms of both grade and scale uh, now that we're permitted to do so. Um, the third angle to that, I guess, would be working up the lower, uh, the less advanced target areas. Um, and our relationship with Goldspot is key there. Um, we've been working with them for five months now. Very impressed. They've done a deep dive on the database, which is substantial. And um, they're working up some very interesting targets um, from their artificial intelligence machine learning uh, model uh, on the property. 
Michael, how do the non-core assets fit into the value proposition of Group 10 Metals? Uh, yeah, actually, I just realized we have the one more slide on the next steps. Do you mind if I? Absolutely, sir, please. Um, so yeah, next steps, uh, 2017, 2018, made the uh, initial acquisition, expanded the initial acquisition, brought the data in, um, built a world-class team. Um, there you see Dr. Broughton of Ivanhoe and uh, our Dr. Craig Bow uh, in the core shack and some of that core that we have. 2019 was a breakout year for us. Uh, we talked about that. Priorities for 2020, getting those mineralized zones to formal resources, expanding mineralization and identifying new targets. News flow, uh, we're, we're sitting on some good news flow. Um, we have more results to come from 2020, uh, 2019 rather. Um, rhodium assays, uh, we have it and we, uh, we've completed some assays and we're just now compiling those and analyzing them. We look forward to releasing that. And then uh, updates on our earlier stage programs. We completed a soil survey across the western uh, third of the property and, uh, and some other goodies in there, geological mapping and such. Um, we look forward to releasing our updated block models, the most advanced areas, and discussing our, um, our 2020 plans. Uh, and then you just asked a second ago about our, our secondary assets. Yeah, we haven't talked about that yet, um, but those are real. Um, we built some very good land positions in real world-class districts, 100% um, interest, big positions. Um, and we don't really get much value for that uh, right now in the market. Um, the Kluwani projects in the Yukon adjoin the Nickel Show deposit, the Wellgreen deposit, um, one of the largest undeveloped deposits of its type, Nickel Copper PGE. Um, and uh, we'll release our 2019 results from that. But, but moreover, um, these are effectively for sale now, and um, we will do the right deal at the right time. Uh, we have low carrying costs, 100% interest, but very good ground and uh, some real value to be, uh, to be realized there. The Ontario asset, our gold project, um, continues to attract real attention and uh, some of it from, from significant players. Uh, that's a 30 kilometer land, uh, strike position adjoining treasury metals and first mining's Goldland project, 4 million high grade ounces in the belt and treasury metals now on its way to building a mill. Um, I would be glad to see that into some sort of uh, consolidation play in the area. Um, and I think that would give us a nice, uh, nice exposure to the gold market as well. You referenced two names. Could you please, uh, provide us with their background and, and how critical of a role they play in the future of Group 10 Metals. Uh, which names are those? The, uh, right here on the uh, image displayed. Ah, uh, yes. Well, Dr. Dave Broughton of Ivanhoe, of course, he's credited as uh, co-discovering the Ivanhoe Flat Reef deposit, which is our analog, our parallel in South Africa. He joined the team as an advisor in 2018 uh, after this trip to the core shack that you see here. And that provided uh, essential validation for us um, and also terrific insight um, for the team as to what they did in South Africa and how it fits with what we're trying to do in Montana. Uh, Craig Bow, um, world-recognized expert on these black rocks. Um, he's part of an elite group of geologists known as the Ultra Mafia. Um, they travel the world studying these, these rare rocks. Uh, he's our chief geologist, and it's been absolutely marvelous to get these guys together along with some of the other industry experts we've met with and just watch the sparks fly as they talk about uh, the new model here at Stillwater. 
Before we open the floor to audience members' questions, can you provide us with an update on the capital structure? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, we, uh, we've seen this grow nicely um, over the past three years. That institutional portion there, 20%, that was zero uh, a couple of years ago. Now it includes broad assets, uh, US Global as major shareholders. Um, Goldspot is in there. Uh, number of funds out of Toronto, Australia, and Europe, and, uh, and growing nicely. Management Associates, as you can tell there, 29%, hold a good portion. In terms of share price, we're largely following the Palladium price. <clears throat> and uh, we, uh, we look forward, also a nickel story, and um, we look forward to developments in those. Uh, 119 million shares out, uh, no debt, 3 million in the bank, a little under 3 million in the bank. And uh, a lot of these warrants are um, not far out of the money. We, we uh, have a further 3 million in funding sitting there at some point. So we're funded, we're permitted, and we're excited about uh, announcing our plans for 2020 and debuting those resources and moving forward as we grow in this truly world-class district. Michael, thank you for sharing the value proposition. We're now going to open up the floor to uh, some Q&A from audience members. Jennifer, are you available? Uh, for, first question, Maurice. We have Rob, who has a question for Mike Rowley. And Rob, you should be able to speak with Mike directly. You have the floor. Oh, thank you very much. I just wanted to uh, get some insights to uh, why none of the other operators were able to advance the project that you currently have. Could you just give us a little bit of light on that? Uh, it's, that's, that's a multi-pronged answer. Um, market cycles figure heavily into that, um, certainly in, in terms of the past two decades. Prior to that, Stillwater owned this ground. Um, they dropped it in the 1990s under duress. Um, of course, palladium prices were often in the hundreds of dollars, and I think they sometimes struggled as a mine. In 1994, the staking laws changed, and um, they dropped essentially uh, all of what is now our claim block. Um, the juniors came in and did very good work, but they operated as juniors do. They, they lived and died by the markets. Markets were up and down. They generally had a reef um, focus as well. And um, a lot of the drill core in our database from the 2000s was drilled looking for reef targets. They found them, they're there. You can see them in our cross sections, but no one has added them up into a deposit given the short windows that they had to work in. Um, we're the first to really bring the package together across that whole expanse and really go after this plat reef model. And we're doing it at just the right time. Um, Prior to Stillwater having that ground, uh, Anaconda, Amax, and other majors were there. Um, Amax did some fantastic work um, in the 60s and 70s, drilling that, especially that lower portion. Uh, and they got long intervals of copper and nickel sulfide. They rarely assayed for PGEs, which is a big part of our story, because this looks a lot like Platte Reef in terms of base metal grades, but they weren't assaying for PGEs. So um, that was part of what gave us our thesis that this looked real. And uh, if we could just model this and add that PGE component, um, we could quickly get a leg up in terms of advancing Platte Reef in Montana. Um, in 2007, Beartooth Platinum drilled those mountains, those holes at Chrome Mountain. 
And you can see it in their news release. They're excited by what they got. They were expecting reefs and they got these long lengths of mineralization. They announced that 2008, but of course it's 2008. So things unraveled pretty quick after that and they weren't really able to continue that. They were even drawing the South Africa parallels in broad terms in their news releases. You can see that, um, but they weren't able to continue it. And by 2013, you've got a bankruptcy. And then thankfully, Justin picked the claims up and brought them to us. It's a long answer. I hope that's a complete answer. Thank you very much. Um, I've got a second question here from uh, an attendee whose uh, microphone doesn't appear to be working. So the typed question is, have you spoken to Sibanyay or Implats, obviously two of the South African uh, producers who had moved into North America recently? Any conversations there? Well, I'm, I'm glad that got mentioned because, of course, Sibanyay bought our neighbor for $2.2 billion um, literally while we were negotiating with Justin, and they completed the deal after we were done. Uh, Implats, yeah, billion-dollar purchase of the other primary PGE mine in North America, uh, North American Palladium Lactazeal. Um, I can't get into who we're, we're talking to. Um, our Korshak displays, if you'd been there in January 2019 in Vancouver when we debuted um, a lot of that 12,000 meters that we have in our possession with our new thinking, um, we got basically every major you can name um, was there. And that was, that was quite a shot in the arm for us. We did that again in 2020 in Vancouver with some of our own core, which is even more exciting. Um, in terms of talking to our neighbor, yeah, uh, we, ha we have talked to them. Um, I, I, they, they, uh, and they've publicly said that they're interested in more acquisitions in North America, and they're even interested in the battery metal space. So that's music to our ears. Um, we have a number of conversations underway, and um, we're excited about that. Thanks, Mike. One more here from an attendee who, uh, again, has typed in their question. The question reads, what do you think exploration program might look like this year at Stillwater, given the current state of the world? And are you going to be able to drill? I guess that would, uh, yeah, take it away. Uh, Montana, the mines are still running, um, which is a, a positive sign, I think. They've been deemed essential. Um, they are practicing social distancing. I think they've changed how they operate in terms of buses and crews and cages. But I think all the mines in Montana are, are operating essentially full tilt. Certainly the ones beside us are. Um, we do have, right, at, at present, it's hard to move people around in terms of, of airplanes and airports and such. Um, but um we are we are funded and permitted and i think uh, in the coming months we'll we'll discuss our plans for 2020 um we we could do a lot this year even if we're doing desk work only um we're at that stage now where i think we can deliver on our priority items um even if we are working from our offices uh that said we were very active at the core shack uh, in the first quarter um you saw that in that gold spot news release a couple of weeks ago and uh, I'm optimistic that we'll drill this year. Um, I think uh, I think we can do it. We just uh, we'll see how the markets unfold here before we commit to that. Thanks, Mike. There's one more incoming question, but um, just before we get to that, could you just recap for everyone the um, the up upcoming news expected? I think just leapfrogging off the question about whether we expect uh, you expect to drill. Um, just a recap on maybe what the news flow over the next uh, few months leading into summer will be. 
Yeah. Um, well, we, we've got good news flow, and I think you'll con- you'll see us continue our trend of, of news every couple of weeks. Um, we've got the soil assay results um, that grid across the west side, plus the, the rock samples that we did, the, the geological mapping programs. Um, those look good. Uh, rhodium assays, of course, we, we have it. Those that make a nice co-product value. Um, in fact, we announced a six gram rhodium sample last year at Iron Mountain. Um, so we look forward to, uh, to further releases along those lines. Uh, the other assets, deals on other assets, um, our plans for 2020, of course, and then uh, some results out of the Yukon as well, our 2019 programs uh, on our other assets. Um, good news flow there. Um, yeah, that's off the top of my head. Uh, that's the list. Oh, and metallurgy. We may do a summary of uh, Okay, that's great. I don't have any more questions in the queue. That one disappeared. We can we can end the we can end the uh, the webinar at this point. There's no further questions, and uh, just thanks for everyone's time. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Maurice. Thank, Thank you, you, sir. The information presented on Proven and Probable is provided for educational and informational purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice, or any other advice. You should not make any financial, investment, or trading decision based on any of the information presented without first undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional broker or competent financial advisor.